Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Ludicrous Car Review. Today, I'm going to start off a little bit of a awkward note because I have to talk about a movie I just went to see. Yeah, not really in the vein of cars or anything else like that, but honestly, I just feel like I have to talk about it. If you're interested in seeing a movie this week, I'd strongly recommend Top Gun Maverick if you're one of the few people who have not already seen it. Even if you're not interested in airplanes, war movies, or anything along those lines, it's generally just a brilliant movie, and in my opinion, one of the best movies produced in, well... Probably the last five or six years, to be honest. It's not a CGI shit fest, and they actually did a lot of the live action flight scenes in that movie. Anyways, just go check it out. It's a great movie. Now that I'm off track for a bit, let's talk about something that's not so great Volkswagen. Oh, Volkswagen, you have been a interesting car company, to say the least. Not only have you gone through a recent identity crisis in dumping the um, questionable decision to dump the uh, bug a few years back. For reasons I get that weren't great in sales, but to be honest, it was the only recognizable part of your car brand. And then deciding to bring back the Volkswagen bus, except in a hideous shitfest of, well, electric crappiness. Now, I won't deny some people have claimed that the Volkswagen bus is a, not a bad-looking vehicle, and I will not deny the fact that it isn't a horrible vehicle, to say the least. Is it top-notch, in my opinion? Not really. I mean, it's horrible and hideous to look at, at least for me, but if you're one of the people people that can deal with the mediocreness of the car. Honestly, I guess it fills some purposes in that. It does stay true to the ugliness of the original bus, which kind of became cult classic. And yes, it is. The Voyager Volkswagen bus has sort of built a much more mystique around themselves, but I don't see the same thing happening with these. Anyways, what am I talking about today? Well, today the car we're going to review is a bit more of a... Well, another VW flop. You see, after Volkswagen decided to get rid of the Jetta as well, another recognizable car that was the most blandest piece of shit on the road, they needed to fill it in with something else. Except the car they filled it in with ended up being a bigger flop than I think I've ever seen in my life. Yes, it did worse than some of the Geo cars I talked about last week in that. This is called the Volkswagen Arteon. Arteon. Arteon, I think it is the pronunciation. I'm not 100% certain, but that's why I'm calling it. Anyways, the Volkswagen Arteon has been a masterful stroke of horrible marketing choices and questionable decisions making by a brand that honestly has made some questionable choices as of late. The Arteon has been, well, a bit of a flop. The Arteon was released this year, and honestly, it has sold a whopping, a huge number. Now, well, if you in case you didn't notice, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, they didn't sell that many. Is it below a thousand? Yeah. Is it below ten thousand? Of course. Is it below a thousand? Yes. Is it below five hundred? Yes. Is it below fifty? Yes. They have sold a whopping forty-seven cars total as of last week. Forty-seven of these cars. That is it. That is for orders. That is for that's insane to me. Forty-seven of these vehicles, a brand new car, and nobody knows about it. And honestly, nobody gives a shit about it. And honestly. It's not like it's a horrible car either, to be honest. Yes, I said it or something about a Volkswagen. It's a good no, no. There are better options available, but, especially in the price range of this thing. But, 
If you are looking to get something below MSRP, that's the reason why I'm talking about this. Cars nowadays are so astronomical, and there are hints of the price going down, what I'll talk about a little later. But honestly, there are a few options on the lot. Most of the cars are either missing. There have been some uh, Stellantis options that have been promising, especially from Dodge. But honestly, let's face it, finding a car on the lot especially is difficult because most of them are now SUVs. And speaking of SUVs, I heard something funny on a podcast a while back. They talked about SUVs, and honestly, it made a very good point. And I'll talk about that a little later as well in the news segment. So let's get on with the review of the Arteon, shall we? So let's talk about the exterior of the car first. Honestly, the Arteon isn't a bad-looking vehicle. Is it still kind of monotone? A little bit, but it does have some really cool design elements. It's got a more of a swooshy back, kind of a, I don't know, an aero flow design to it. It's a little bit more curvy, not quite so boxy and awkward as the Jedi was. The Jedi, yeah, the Jedi was, um, the Jedi was just a plain-looking vehicle. While this is still not something that's going to I'll blind you coming down the road with beauty. It is not a bad looking car. It is still pretty simplistic, but has some sort of cool design elements. The grill is much lower on this car, preventing it presenting a much more sleeker design element. And the grill is actually not too bad. It's simply a cross slot grill. It's got some decent looking headlights in that, and kind of a old race car looking hood on the front. Not like a race car or anything cool in that, but just kind of the way the hood slopes in that. If you've ever looked at old hoods from the cars, they kind of looks like that. Again, it's got pretty straight lines going straight back, some slight body curvature going on, but the thing that makes this car kind of stand out is a little weird to me, and what kind of makes it a little bit cooler in my opinion is the stance and the look of the vehicle. As you walk up to this car, it isn't like your standard well, big boxy car that you see. It's a bit more wider. It almost seems like the car is really wide looking, and it seems really glow to the ground with the way the grill is sloped in that. It presents a low, sleek, and wide appeal that honestly makes it look a bit more, honestly, pretty cool. So overall, I can't deny that while this isn't a brilliant looking car, not top notch, one of the best things I've ever seen driven, honestly, it ain't bad, honestly, to look at. Now, for power, we are starting at around a pretty decent amount. Apparently, it's got this IQ drive as well, but um, overall, the power putting out this car starts at about 300 horsepower, which for a car like this, it honestly is not that surprising. It is powered by a 2.0 liter turbo 7 for the slower option one, and for the higher option one, it is powered by the similar 2.07 liter 7p DSG transmission, but it has a bit more of a kick to it. Or at least that's what I'd like to say. See, this is one of the disappointing parts about this car. It is 300 horsepower across the line. There is no difference. There is no higher horsepower for the higher trim levels. It's just 300 horsepower from a 2.0 liter engine. Now, it isn't a bad performance number. It's 300 horsepower, about 295 foot-pounds of torque. So it's not horrible. But, I mean, for an all-wheel drive platform, that's going to affect its speed a little bit. So it's not a sporty car, to say the least. And honestly, the price is really what's also going to come in and kick you in the shin as well. Because while it is also not a, a top-line car, let's face it, SUVs nowadays you can buy some for starting around thirty thousand. This car is not cheap. In fact, it's a bit more of a luxury-ish vehicle. The SER line, the cheapest one, starts at forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand seven hundred fifty to be precise and the top trim model starts at forty nine thousand for fifty thousand dollars you can buy a lot of real nice cars not really a vw which may be why or possibly explaining why these sales have been cratering a bit 
So, with the exterior and some general performance options out of the way, let's get to the interior, which honestly did catch me a bit off guard. With the exterior of the car, is not bad looking, but still kind of bland. The interior does kind of spice it up a little bit, and there are some cool design elements that I do like about the interior of this vehicle. First off, as far as looks go, it's not kind of, I'm not going to say it's brilliant. It's... I'm average in my opinion. It's not all brilliant, but like I said, there are some cool design elements that do stand out to me. First of all, I like the type of cross slot that run from the doors to the front dash panel. That actually looks pretty dang cool as an accent piece. It also has some pretty nice features in it as well, but what stands out to me is kind of cool is the cockpit itself, the actual place you're sitting. It does have a sort of sporty feel to it with the kind of chrome running around the outside of the car trim outline piece and the touchscreen, which I prefer being tucked a little lower on this thing, not blocking your field of vision and also being off to the side of it. It's also got a shifter knob on the floor, which I greatly appreciated. So I've seen a few cars nowadays that have the shifter knob on the steering column which I despise with a passion something unique but what does spread out to me that I wish more and more car brands did was the gas pedals my god I love the metal gas pedals the metal gas pedal look on cars I think it just makes it look sportier cooler it just adds a cool element to the car that isn't that expensive to do I don't know why more, more brands don't do it but the chrome accent piece on these things do look pretty damn good I really do like it as well and it does add a sort of a sporty element to it the interior overall i do have to say does look a little bit sporty despite its lack of power and uh, honestly it's kind of just tradition compared to the exterior of the car which is while sportier looking with its lower and wider stance it doesn't look quite match up with the horsepower as well as the look of the car honestly the interior probably is the best looking piece of this vehicle so overall it's not a cheap car it's not the best looking car. It's good looking, not the best. The exterior interior is good looking, but honestly, it's kind of still very Spartan utilitarian looking compared to some of the, well, futuristic looking vehicles out now. So why am I talking about it? What's so special about this? After only 47 I sold, then why do I sound so positive of it? Well, honestly, it's because, honestly, you can take advantage of the 47 cars sold. How you say? Well, honestly, if you look at car lots nowadays, especially import cars, well, with sales being so low, you can take advantage of that fact because honestly, compared to the well, sales numbers and the amount they probably ship to dealerships and that, despite the chip shortage and everything, which is still going very strong by the way, they probably have quite a few of these things sitting on the lot, especially considering the fact that they're probably equal to that of the Chevy Bolt on the lot. Not for the same problems, but for the same fact that you could probably get this thing actually below MSRP, especially if a dealership has a lot of them sitting around, especially with these new vehicles, because they want to kind of cycle through them fairly quickly. Now, with the price being a bit higher, though, that does have to be taken into consideration. Because, honestly, I don't picture VW as one of my $50,000 four-door sedan buyers. Honestly, you could probably get a cheaper BMW for that price, and, well, it's a BMW. Now, it does have the standard safety features and everything else like that, but it does have some really cool features as well. Including a drive assist function, which actually does have some pretty cool features to it. It has better parking sense systems in it and it also has a driver system which actually is supposedly a pretty damn good one as well including a light assist but honestly overall it's nothing really that stands out as spectacular it's a decent car at a fairly high price but with the money on the lot and so few sales you might be able to get these cars for a song and a dance if you are able to negotiate properly with them so honestly i give the cars to the but it's a really 
inventory is not a bad vehicle. But the price you might be able to get it. It might be a not bad. So honestly, not a horrible problem. But just make sure you do it below MSRP because honestly it's not spectacular as it be above. But just the fact that there's so many lots to be able to make it a little bit more optional. Why do I say that? Well, honestly, there's some forecasts coming as well, which I'll get into in the news. So, with the car review out of the way, let's get into the news of the week, shall we? So, car sales have been hitting a small slump. They haven't gone down by a massive percentage, but enough that it's starting to point to the fact that car sales are starting to slump. Honestly, I don't think the bubble is going to explode anytime soon. I still firmly believe that, well, honestly, we have a long way to go before well, the car market actually takes a huge turn. Because honestly, until we actually get the chip problem sorted out, it's probably not going to change anytime soon. But with that fact out of the way, the fact is, is that car market and people are, with the government now raising interest rates, are probably going to begin to take a slight slowdown, as well as the house market seems to be doing the same. This is probably at a coming recession, which I'm sure is going to happen at some point, but the fact is, is that this might be a chance to get a hold of a car as the prices begin to go down. Now, in other news as well, there have been some interesting reports coming out for the May sales. Apparently, they dropped by a whopping 28%, which is pretty damn impressive and might offer sorry, some people some opportunities to get these cars relatively cheap. Now, to be honest, in my personal opinion, if you don't have to buy yet, don't, because there's the economy going down, and with market prices still only maybe returning close to normal levels, car prices are still very high and inventory is still very low, meaning that while you may be able to drop the sales, that doesn't mean the price necessarily is going down. So, my advice, keep your eyes open, wait for the market to start turning a little bit, and maybe you might be able to get the cars a little cheaper. Especially that Antion car from Volkswagen. Especially there's a billion of them sitting on the lot. Anyways, another news. And speaking of cheap options for cars, the um, Chevy Bolt and the EUV now is projected to cost a, well, a couple thousand less. The fact is, is that the federal tax credit has been trying to salvage the crappy situation involving the Chevy Bolt and the V, but to be honest, well, honestly, even with the $6,000 price cutoff in the 2022 list price, um, the fact is, is that I don't think it's going to salvage the reputation of these cars. It's kind of became known as kind of the commonplace print, though, and the fact is, is that there's certainly some issues going on with the battery. They've gotten most of them fixed, but the honest, the glad fact is that it makes people nervous because, well, once your car starts spontaneously combusting for no real reason, it does make you nervous to start driving these things. It also doesn't help that these cars are butt-ass ugly. Now, the LT trim is start to project to start at $26,000 for the LT trim and $29,000 for the 2LT trim and a massive price cut from $32,000 per start price. Now, honestly, the fact is, is that those prices are still, in my opinion at least, pretty damn high for what is essentially a tiny, slightly larger smart car with an extra seat in the back. They are not good looking, they're not sporty, they're not utilitarian, they are just a back and forth to work vehicle, which is pretty damn disgusting looking to be honest. The EUV is supposed to be better, but to be honest, it just looks still just awkward and weird to be honest. Honestly, I, I don't picture this helping the sales of the Bolt, and while it may get cheaper, it may help a little bit, the fact remains that the Bolt is still the Bolt, and it will probably remember just like the Pinto as a rather flammable option in GM's lineup. 
much like the Ford Pinto was to Ford. Anyways, in other interesting looks as well, 2023 BMW X1 has uh, began to see get some first looks out, and honestly, is um, an interesting design choice. It is a smaller concept SUV, kind of along the lines of that EUV we just discussed around the similar size. And uh, once again, the pictures I'm seeing from it indicate they're using, once again, a slightly more retoned version of the grill that, well, I began seeing out for some of their other concept cars, the Bucktooth M4. The exterior is um, not bad looking, to be honest. I expected their Bucktooth grill to carry over in this thing, but honestly, it doesn't look bad. They've toned back that grill, thank God. They didn't carry that over into their SUV. And the interior is also projected to look pretty cool as well. Again, it's got that thing touch on the dash, but again, we'll have to see what the actual look of the car is. These are more renderings and other stuff like that. But overall, the car, just off a of first glance, it don't look bad. I just, again, thank God they didn't have to carry this over into the new car they're projected to produce. So, in final news, and the most important news, honestly, I think I have to date. DeLorean. Yes, DeLorean still exists. Yes, DeLorean's a big car company. Because, honestly, we didn't even know what happened. And DeLorean is back. Yep, DeLorean has been producing the, uh, well... DeLorean for a couple of years now and honestly nobody even probably forgot it existed but the DeLorean motor car company is releasing or rather teased a shot of its up and coming EB sedan that's right DeLorean is making a new DeLorean DeLorean is run by John Z or sorry the DeLorean done by John Z is long gone but it's spirit of not looking lives in the Alpha 5. This is the new DeLorean that's projected to come out from the car company. And to be honest, I have to say it is an interesting choice in design. It is, again, a concept, so I'm not sure 100% sure this is projected to be what its final form will be. But it is got the, supposedly, the famous Goldwing doors. It is a bit more bubbly looking compared to its counterpart, which I kind of wish it was a bit more classic looking than that, but it still has window hoovers in the back and kind of a metallic look, at least for the paint they've chosen on the exterior of the car. But honestly, it is an interesting, not a bad looking, weird, I'm not sure. I have to see what the final design product is. Looking at the pictures, it is an interesting car and is a good concept in that. And honestly, I'm just excited to hear that DeLorean's actually making something again. To be honest, I kind of... The DMC-12, which was the original DeLorean, was kind of made its sort of rerun for a little bit back from the DeLorean Motor Car Company. And honestly, they kind of just, again, faded off into obscurity. Because honestly, it was kind of just a one-off, kind of awkward car company. And honestly, it might still be. But the fact is, is that they're sticking their foot in the EV market might make it a little interesting. Now, to be honest, they got to make sure they don't run into similar problems that their old DMC-12 came into with underperformance, underpower, and rather disappointing. So, honestly, I look forward to seeing whatever crazy stuff DeLorean can come up with, and hopefully we'll have to see what it ends up being. So, yeah. Honestly, I again, I look forward to it. I wish it was a bit more classic-y looking than the original, but... Overall, these first uh, pictures that they've shown, not bad. I do look forward to it overall. So anyways, I suppose that'll do it for today's podcast and that. I appreciate you all listening to that, and I do again, and I'll strongly encourage you to check out Top Gun Maverick. Yes, I know it's not a car movie or anything to do with cars, but it is just a damn good movie. And 
this actually does have something to do with cars. There's some old uh, Kawasaki motorcycles and even an old Bronco that makes a slight appearance. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that'll do it for today's episode. Check out Dr. Maverick. And uh, I wish you all a great day and a wonderful night. Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot something. Oh, yes, I was going to discuss something real quick because there's something hilarious I've heard in a podcast. And honestly, I just had to repeat it over again. It's a hilarious joke, and it is very rings very true. Let's just say the Volkswagen, or rather the uh, station wagon culture, honestly, was brought up by another podcaster claiming that uh, it had not died, and I believe him, because he might have brought up a good point. He said that car culture, which was the Volkswagen, which nobody wanted to drive their parents' Volkswagen, has shifted from basically being, well, slightly more jacked up Volkswagens, and buses and station wagons have just basically been metamorphosized into, well, raised them five inches and suddenly call them an SUV. And suddenly people are buying them off the shelves. It, it is a damn good point. This was made by the folks at YA. And honestly, I firmly believe in what they had to say. It is honestly rather hilarious in my opinion. Anyways, that'll do it for today's podcast. I appreciate you all listening. And yes, don't buy a five-inch jacked-up station wagon. Have a good day and a wonderful night. Goodbye. <laughs>